she told my aunt, hey, your daughter seems very energetic. Is she's always like this? And she was like, yeah, she actually has ADHD. And I used to have her medicated, but I don't like the way it was making her feel. So I took her off of it. And then my mom casually out of nowhere was just like, oh, Kevin was supposed to be on meds too when he was a kid. And so I just turned to her and I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, yeah, you have ADHD, the same as her. You were very much like her when you were younger. From the Understood Podcast Network, this is ADHD AHA, a podcast where people share the moment when it finally clicked that they, or someone they know, has ADHD. My name is Laura Key. I'm the editorial director here at Understood. And as someone who's had my own ADHD AHA moment, I'll be your host. I'm here today with Kevin Lamb. Kevin is a 23-year-old general contractor who lives in South Central Los Angeles. Hi, Kevin. Hello. Thank you for having me. South Central in the house. <laughs> Love the energy. Thank you. I have to hear it again. I have to hear you talk about when you found out that you had ADHD. I have this cousin who is nine years old, eight years old, and I had never met her in my life. And my mom had just recently came into contact with her sister and we went to a city walk, Universal City Walk here in Los Angeles. And my mom made the comment where she told my aunt, hey, your daughter seems very energetic. Is she always like this? And she was like, yeah, she is always like this. She actually has ADHD. And I used to have her medicated, but I don't like the way it was making her feel. So I took her off of it. And I was like, oh, interesting. In my head, I, was, I just happened to be there for the conversation. So I was like, oh, interesting. Cool. And now mom, I don't know. We're just like, if it's not a big deal, she was just like, oh yeah, Kevin too. He was supposed to be on that. And I looked at her and I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> How are you going to drop that so casually on me? <laughs> I can just say, oh, yeah, Kevin was supposed to be medicated, too, but I never did it. <laughs> How old were you at this time? This was uh, this year, actually, 2021, 2021. Uh, and you're 23 years old? Yeah, 23. And So your mom basically told you out of the blue that as a child you had been diagnosed with ADHD? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because she didn't think it was a big deal. And that's just one thing that's very common in my culture, which is Mexican culture. So that's why she casually just dropped it on me, like if it was not a big deal. Okay, so so many questions. That's wild. That must have been a wild experience for you. It's wild for me just listening to it. How did you feel in that moment? Were you mad? Were you sad? Were you confused? Give me your emotions. Oh, no, I was like surprised and not necessarily shocked to the point where I was angry or anything like that. It's more like, wow, that makes sense. It's like it clicked and I was like, ah, that explains a lot. That explains a lot in my life. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask you, had you ever had any inkling prior to that, that you had ADHD? I've had several. I've had several instances where people have told me, like, why do you have so much energy? Why are you like this? Why are you running around? It's 2 a.m. How are you still awake? Why this? Why that? And I have a mentor who I work with who used to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I forgot what it was. And he said I showed symptoms of someone with ADHD a while back. I disregarded it. I disregarded it because I didn't think much of it. Not until my mom told me, of course. So have you talked to your mom more about this? I understand she didn't want you to use ADHD medication, but did she seek out any other supports for you when you were growing up? No, none at all. Because like I said, in our culture, it's not a very big deal, according to them. But nowadays that's changing. So it's good because 
we have services for people who just suffer from mental illness. Not that I think that I, I'm suffering from mental illness. Personally, I enjoy my ADHD. It gives me all this energy that I don't know what to do with. So it keeps me busy. How did you do in school and with friends and in life growing up? Do you feel like you could have used some support to cope with ADHD? No, I don't think I, I could have used any support. I personally believe that my ADHD is just a part of me. And whatever I went through as a kid uh, with ADHD is all worth it to become the person I am today. And um, I got lost. <laughs> I got lost. That's okay. <laughs> ADHD is also part of my identity. It's shaped me into who I am today. But I also know that there are challenges that it causes in my life that, you know, I have to find ways to cope with them. Do you feel like ADHD causes challenges for you? You don't have to think back to when you're a kid, but even now. Definitely. I'm a hands-on learner. I was never someone who learns by watching someone else. And especially in school, if I had those teachers that were trying to write something on the board and or had me reading from a textbook, it didn't work for me at all. I lose my focus very quick. The only way I could actually learn in school was if they were to write something on the board and they ask for volunteers to come solve a problem or something. I, that's when I'd step up and participate in the activity because that's how things stick with me. Even now as an adult, when I work my construction job, sometimes they're trying to teach me things, like trying to learn how to frame or something. And I forget immediately after they show me, they try to show me how they're doing it. They're like, okay, all you got to do is this, that, that, that. And I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. I, I get confident. I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. And then I'm on there and I'm like, wait a minute. Was it like this? Damn. <laughs> I, I need someone to watch me do it and tell me, no, no, that's not what I did. Oh, okay. So you did this. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Oh, okay, okay. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Do you feel like you have trouble holding information and in your working memory? Basically, like when someone tells you something, you have to hold on to it for a little bit mm -hmm. and so that you can execute something. Yes. I have a tendency to say, huh? After somebody somebody tells me something, <laughs> because I'm giving my brain time to catch up to what they just said. Like when asking your question, I'd be like, I'm sorry, what was that? And then why are you repeating it? Although I've already heard it, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say. I'm just buying time for myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is a small way of coping. You know, good for you. In a small way, like you're advocating for yourself by saying, can you repeat that? Yeah. <laughs> the other option is you just keep going and you don't actually, you know, answer the question that was posed. You just laugh right? and you pretend that you heard what they said. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you do that a lot? Sometimes. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but my girlfriend calls me out on it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it can be pretty endearing, too. You seem like you're someone you have a great sense of humor, right? You have a pretty energetic personality. Oh, yeah. Do you think that any of that is related to your ADHD? Of course. <laughs> no one else can match me when it comes to, to energy. In my family, at the very least. Nobody else can really match me <laughs> in energy. It takes a lot for me to get really exhausted. So I find myself doing more things even after I've done something. Like I, I just can't stay still. I can get released from work early and I get home. I cannot sit in my bed or sit watching TV for too long because I'll get pretty sad. I feel like I'm not doing anything with my life. And so it gets me moving. It gets me to do exercise or start writing or mostly go out with friends and just catch up with them, even if it's just to eat or something. Sounds like you get restless. Yeah, I get really restless. My girlfriend, she constantly pats me like, hey, you're kicking. Oh. My leg is just shaking and I don't realize it. And she stops it. And then a few moments later, starts again, and I don't realize it. 
You said earlier that your mom and your dad were like, it's just not a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a big deal to have ADHD? To a certain extent, I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal when it comes to learning because most often than not, growing up, my parents would yell at me or get angry with me for not retaining information that they give me. And there was just nothing I can do about it. And I couldn't explain myself. If I tried to tell them that, I'm sorry, I just forgot. They'd get angry. It's really hard when it comes to that because, you know, you can't explain yourself. And they wouldn't understand even if you told them. Yeah. They'd just brush it off and be like, no, no, no. What your problem is that you don't pay attention. That's your problem right there. That's exactly what I'm telling you. I can't pay attention. I'm trying to, really. <laughs> well, it's interesting because they knew that you had ADHD. How about now? as an adult, now that you yourself have now connected the dots and you know that you have ADHD and your mom confirmed that you got diagnosed with ADHD, if you have those kinds of conversations with your parents, do you ever say now, like, mom, I have ADHD? No, not really. It's not something that comes up a lot. Not anymore, because I don't live with her. So when I do visit her, we don't uh, talk about it. But my dad, on the other hand, has begun to acknowledge it because I work with him sometimes and he tells me something like I said I forget it immediately he he makes fun of it but in, in a nice way we in the Hispanic culture have a bully culture where we clown on each other but it's with love he'd be telling me things like why don't you pay attention with your attention deficit having ass and <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> hey that's some progress though right I mean that's how you communicate is through humor and through that kind of clowning around. So I think that that's cool. Yeah. Like I said, I don't feel like it's a, I never felt like I was suffering. I enjoy it on the other hand. It just makes me stick out more than most people. And many people have told me that they like that about me. They like my energy. I get that a lot everywhere I go. Oh, your energy. Oh, you're such a happy guy. Or you're such a nice person. It, not that that correlates the niceness and, you know, the energetic, but People see that as a part of me. And when they describe me to others, it's one of the first things they say. Oh, it's a very outgoing dude who can't stay still. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, depending on your experience, I think that it can correlate. I mean, I, I didn't get diagnosed until I was an adult. But looking back, I can remember I was pretty popular. And a lot of it was me kind of bouncing around or maybe kind of covering up the things I was struggling with and just being like, I'm going to go have a conversation. I'm going to go have some fun. You know, it's great to be social. Yeah, I I was very much like that in high school, too. And that was one of the problems the teacher had, because I would finish my work. I would begin talking with my classmates and it didn't matter where she put me, where he put me. I would talk to anybody, even if I had never, ever talked to them in my entire life. They could sit me in the back of the class away from everybody and the nearest person. uh, I would just be like, hey, what's the answer for this? (laughs) I got you on these answers. What's up? (laughs) And we just become friends like that. There was nowhere you could place me where I wouldn't fit in. I'm, I'm that malleable jigsaw piece that fits anywhere. <laughs> so would you describe yourself when you were growing up in school as a class clown? Oh, yeah, definitely. I even got it on the yearbook, too, like two times. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was in the yearbook <laughs> as class clown, like two years in a row. And I was just very social. I played sports. And I also was part of the the band. Oh, cool. Yeah. What instrument? Well, I played the guitar, the bass, the drums, and the piano. So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was all around. There was this one time where the band performed during our halftime <laughs> in our football at a football game. And I joined the band <laughs> in full football gear <laughs> playing my bass. <laughs> 
That is so cool. That's so much fun. Wow. Boundless energy. Anywhere I went, really, I just I'd have a good time anywhere. <laughs> I bet people love to be around you then. Yeah. Some people, you know, it also gets me in trouble. My ADHD brain can get me into trouble sometimes because my mouth races at 100 miles per hour while my brain is at 10. And I end up saying things that I don't necessarily think of, you know, I could offend someone or hurt someone, um, disregard others accidentally without really taking into consideration what they're telling me. So it's not all fun and games when it comes to ADHD. It's also a problem with keeping communications with people. Yeah, I've gotten in trouble plenty of times because I run my mouth and then did you just hear what you just told me yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you told me this i didn't say that (laughs) but i did (laughs) but i did it can be more challenging for people with adhd to like take that split second to think about what they're going to do or say before they act and with that comes impulsivity or maybe saying things not in a mean way not maliciously but saying things that you maybe shouldn't be saying or oversharing that kind of thing right. does that resonate right yeah yeah maybe not on the oversharing part okay maybe yeah, a little bit actually now i think about it yeah, <laughs> yeah let me go back to it yeah yeah you're right a little bit like that So remind me, what do you do for work? I do construction and handyman work, which is anything from plumbing, electricity, anything that you may need around the house. Do you like your work? No. Yes and no. Yes and no. I'll say yes and no, because I'm learning skills that I'm going to apply later on in my life once I have my own home and I get to save that money. And that's the bright side to that. It's just not something I enjoy. I hate math. And most times you're with a measuring tape adding things or subtracting things and that's just not for me i don't like the technical aspect of this i like the building and all that but figuring out measurements and all that it's not for me i'm very slow for that too just yesterday i had a run-in with my uncle because he was trying to explain something to me regarding numbers with a measuring tape and i was like okay but i do it this way and this way works for me he's like no but you're doing it slower yeah because if i try it your way i'm gonna do it wrong it's better slow and correctly than doing it fast and wrong or else I'm just gonna be wasting my time because I'm gonna have to do it again and again. That's actually a great coping mechanism as well to know that you need to slow down to do something right. That's actually a skill I acquired last year where I just told myself I was gonna take my time. If they're gonna get angry regardless, I might as well let them get angry for me taking it slow rather than me messing it up. So yeah, that seems wise. Yeah, the outcome is gonna be the same at the end. You're still gonna get angry. So I might as well do it right. How did you get into this line of work? Uh, It's been in the family for a long time. I'm a writer and an actor. So when you're chasing a career doing that, you need as much flexibility as you can, but you also need to pay the bills. So I'm blessed with that because I know a lot of people in the industry where uh, they can barely make the time. They got to choose between paying the bills or, you know, chasing the career. I'm thinking about you in this role in the role that you're in right now as a contractor and all of the movements, right? All of the action that's involved in that. Mm. Do you feel like your ADHD makes you well-suited to it? Depending on what we're doing on the day, because there are days where we might just have to build a foundation for a home, which means digging for the majority of the day, which is what I'm good at. I'm good at all that heavy stuff. I love it. I love the exercise, but when you're getting to the technical aspect of figuring out lengths of cables or something or wood no definitely not for me Mm -hmm. i'd write down the measurements okay were they 
Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what is it about writing that draws you in? I have an active brain. I just don't know what to do with it. Even if there are ideas that come into my head for a brief second, I need to put them somewhere so I can see, okay, I don't know why I would write that, but cool, I guess it works. Yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> and it's just a way to get my creative juices flowing too, to exhaust my brain because most often than not, I get really exhausted writing, staying up late, letting this story flow from my brain to the computer. And I get a really good night's sleep. When I'm in my mode, nothing can distract me. You can call me and I'll throw my phone away because I'm just in my mode. Don't distract me. This is me right now. It's always been like that. I, I'm either too focused on one thing or I try to focus on several things and it just doesn't work out. Hyperfocus can be related to ADHD too. Did you know that? Mm, no, I didn't know that. I think some people would describe it as one of the cooler symptoms of ADHD because ADHD can make it really hard to focus on things that you're not interested in, right? So you get super distracted if you're like doing your measurements, for example, that you're not interested in. But if you're doing something that you're really passionate about and really driven to do, you can get so in the zone that it can make it hard to shift your focus away from it. You can leverage that, you know? Mm -hmm. That's actually, you, you explained a lot of things to me just now. Yeah, <laughs> You just made me realize a whole bunch of things. Are you distracted right now? And I'd say this just so in case anybody listening is hearing sounds and it's totally fine, Kevin, because I'm shaking my legs right now as I'm interviewing. <laughs> but Kevin's kind of moving around in his chair, kind of fiddling with things a little bit. Are you distracted right now or are you or no? My cousin has this stress ball and <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those squishy ones. And it was on the floor. I just went for it. I was like, okay, let me pick it up ah, real quick. <laughs> see, you are coping in ways left and right. You don't even realize it, Kevin. Really? Yeah, that's a fidget. That's a sensory tool. It can be really helpful for people with ADHD. I use them You so that you kind of, you can keep yourself focused when you can kind of transport that energy into another object in a way. I don't know that. Yeah, before coming into this interview, I actually, I was going to bring the dog in so I could have him on my lap <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to distract myself. <laughs> but no. I would have no objection to that. The only reason I don't have my dog in here is because she's really loud. But yes, to answer your question, yes, I'm a little fidgety. I'm not necessarily distracted because I am listening to what you're saying, but I am looking around everywhere just to see other things. It's something that my girlfriend tells me too, because we're in the long distance. She's in, in the Netherlands right now. She's Dutch and we FaceTime a lot. And she's always telling me, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm, I was looking at the TV a little bit. She's like, why don't you pay attention to me? I know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Relax. <laughs> relax, relax. There, there. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> she's getting used to my bully culture as well. She's met my family and she knows how we work. And so she makes fun of me sometimes. Hey, sounds like she's fitting in. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. She's great. <laughs> she's great. She's actually one of the people that started to push me to, to realize that I have this mental that i have adhd she's a very strong advocate for mental health and she actually did the research for me when i told her that my mom told me i had adhd i never thought about doing any research i was like oh i have adhd yeah whatever i was doing fine my entire life with it nothing's going to change i've noticed something as i've been talking with you kevin and it's that i hear you using the term mental illness and even before you said mental and then you stopped and then you corrected yourself and you said ADHD. Nothing you're saying is inaccurate. Technically, yes, ADHD is classified as a diagnosis as a mental illness. But that term carries a lot of stigma and weight, right? Yeah. Which is why I'm trying to find the actual word to to use because it's not an like I said, I don't feel like it's an illness at all. There's a part of me and I'm happy to have had it. It makes me 
stand out, like I said. It's that gray spot in between illness and condition mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. I just yeah. don't know the word for it. And listen, you call it whatever works for you. You know, it's how you identify. The way I like to think about it is ADHD is truly it's your brain is wired slightly differently than other people's, which makes it hard to sometimes regulate your behavior or your impulses, your focus, etc. It's nothing that is your fault, number one. And I would like to think it's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm not ashamed. I agree with you. I'm not ashamed at all. Yeah, there are challenges related to ADHD, like controlling your impulses, self-control, but also the strengths and the cool things that can be related to ADHD. Like, look at how that made you so social. You know, there's excitement about you. I'm excited talking to you. You're fun to talk to. Thank you. you. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, that's not 100% related to ADHD, but it's related to your experience with ADHD. Yeah. I've had more good experiences than bad when it comes to to having this and just being myself. I have one last question for you. Say you have kids and you discover that your child has ADHD. Your child gets evaluated and gets diagnosed. Are you going to tell your child? No. 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 I'm going to let them figure out for themselves. (laughs) Why do you say that? It's funner. (laughs) Oh, my God. I, I don't know. I guess I just have to be in the moment to see if I would or not. If the child expresses having a problem with themselves, if, if they were to tell me like they're really concerned about why they're like this, of course I would tell them. I tell them mm-hmm. what we are, what we have. But I didn't find out until now. And I, I like to think I turned out fine so far. So far, I've, I've been fine. I think you turned out just fine. Your child reaches out to you and says that they're struggling. And then you share, then that's a great answer. And here you are on a podcast sharing your experience with ADHD that other people will listen to and will learn from. And maybe it won't be your kids. Maybe not. Maybe not, but other people. But if this helps out somebody, you're not alone. We're we're all hyperactive here. And it's good. (laughs) It's not bad. (laughs) Don't let anybody tell you this is bad. And if they tell you this is bad, make it good. I don't know. I don't know if, if it's optimism a side effect of this. <laughs> so actually, some experts would talk about over optimism oh. as being related, not a symptom, but sometimes maybe a result of having ADHD, right? Not thinking everything through that planning ahead. I tend to be very, very optimistic. And my girlfriend is, can be pessimistic sometimes. And she overthinks things. And I'm over here like, Ah, we'll be fine. Don't worry. Whatever happens, we're still going to be fine. All right. It's not a big deal. Relax, relax. Come on, let's watch some TV. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Kevin, it has been so much fun to talk with you today. You have such great energy. I love your perspective on life. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. I mean, I didn't realize the time flew by. It was fun. listening to ADHD AHA from the Understood Podcast Network. You can listen and subscribe to ADHD AHA on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you like what you heard today, tell someone about the show. We rely on listeners like you to reach and support more people. And if you want to share your own AHA moment, email us at ADHDAHA at understood.org. I'd love to hear from you. You can go to you.org slash ADHDAHA to find details on each episode and related resources. That's the letter U as an understood dot O-R-G slash A-D-H-D-A-H-A. 
understood as a nonprofit and social impact organization. We have no affiliation with pharmaceutical companies. Learn more at understood.org slash mission. ADHD AHA is produced by Jessamine Molly. Say hi, Jessamine. Hi, everyone. Justin D. Wright created our music. Seth Melnick and Brianna Berry are our production directors. Scott Koshier is our creative director. And I'm your host, Laura Key, editorial director at Understood. Thanks so much for listening.